Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Joe McLeod. I hopefully I pronounced your last name correctly, Joe. Yeah, it was pretty good. McLeod. It's uh, the Mac. McLeod, like uh, as in Highlander, I guess some people reference. No um, worries. Mac means son of Leod, was the king or one of the kings of Scotland. And so that's how you break down a lot of those Mac names. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great information. I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on, on the show. I know we had some technical issues last time, but I'm grateful that you're back here and we're meeting today. Um, if you don't mind taking the stage and, um, and, and just help us understand what you do. Sure. So I do a Pretty weird job, actually. Um, I come from a uh, over a couple of decades. I've been doing product development, design, and in that time, I was working in big companies, small companies, coming up with ideas about new products, services, digital services, and I worked across all of those fields, making physical things, shipping them all over the world. And I noticed that we never ever talked about what was the end of that product. How did the product end? We would know everything about the beginning of it. We would know how to tell that story, how we developed it, how it's going to be of use. And then we crafted these incredible experiences for consumers, but we never had a conversation about the end of the product. And so this started to weigh on my mind over quite a long time, really. And then I started digging into what's the end of the consumer lifecycle. And so this was way back 20... 15 and I started digging into it and I started actually with the experience of death and other more more morbid things and then this thing started to open up this story that's never told it's like a story in in sort of hiding in plain sight is why don't we do endings in the consumer life cycle and so I wrote the first book which was called ends uh, these are all on amazon both ends and engineering I wrote the first book that came out in 2017. That was re- loads of people really interested. I ended up going all around the world talking about that, uh, learning about how we do endings in the consumer life cycle. And then recently, uh, I released the second book, which is how to design an ending in the consumer life cycle. And so that's my job. I am an engineer. I design engineers. Endings. That's awesome term. So is this is this a is this an industry or is this something that? Um, forgive me for my ignorance, but I'm just trying to understand. Is this something that you created, or is it commonly known to create an ending? No, not at all. So I I've been doing this for a long time, and I've never met anyone doing what I'm doing. Amazing. So there's a lot of people looking into death, designing for people experiencing death there's divorces people leaving jobs hr offboarding but no one's really designing the consumer experience of the end we also get a lot of people talking about circular economy what happens to the end of a product but we are over obsessed with the materiality of that so what happens to old oh, plastics in the sea and uh, other other discussions about circularity end 
they end up being about material matter, economics, manufacturing techniques and efficiencies. No one talks about the consumer experience of the end. Yet, at the beginning of the consumer life cycle, marketing, advertising, onboarding, packaging, all of those experiences that arguably, and this is what I keep trying to tell the circular economy community and a lot of sustain, we are missing the point if we're going to talk about materials all the time. I buy stuff because I've got an emotional attachment to that and it's been nurtured over centuries with advertising, marketing, and we've got to design and bring that type of uh, heavyweight sort of emotional engagement at the end so we start to engage onboarding and offboarding equally. Hmm. And, you know, I don't think any entrepreneur would want anything to end if it's good. Um, no. Does this mean that is this for items that are they're kind of removing off the shelf or is discontinued? No. So or- this is a really good point. Uh, so obviously no business wants customers to leave. The fact is customers leave. If you are a business and you think your customers aren't going to leave, and then you are incredibly ignorant about how consumerism works. Too many options. We're gonna, and um, currently with you know cost of living crisis coming along, loads of your customers are going to leave basically because they can't afford your product. But if you want them to still be engaged in your brand and in in the wider sort of meaning of your business, and to come back later, you've got to give them a good ending and an emotional, meaningful ending. So this, I can bore you with loads of psychology and data around this, but the, the fact is that if you have a bad ending, your customer's going to really not appreciate and you're going to do damage to all of the good work that you've done previously in the customer relationship. Hmm. So, Joe, are these um, – that's great. Now, are these items – is this process for – items that are going to be removed from that brand altogether and then create a story, the ending story? Or is it for people that stop becoming a customer and give them a a, a story? I'm not sure how you would know if someone stops becoming a customer, but uh, is that, am I correct? Is it one of those options or is there a third option? All sorts of these things where, in business, we've culturally become so averse to discussing the end of the consumer life cycle and customers leaving, we approach it in a very blinkered way, saying like, well, let's make sure they can't leave. So you've, you know, many companies uh, like, um, I think, are guilty of doing things called dark patterns or evasive sort of procedures around not allowing you to leave. This is um, the right approach. We need to embrace endings in an honest sense and your customer's going to appreciate you for that so um i'll give you a couple of examples one with kaya cars or kia cars i can never remember which way it is um kia cars introduced a seven-year warranty about 12 years ago now the interesting thing with a seven-year warranty is that humans find it hard to think beyond five years so you get a that's why you get those cliche job interview questions or financial advisor questions will ask you sort of like what you're doing in five years time But if you put it into seven years, it's just beyond that sort of capability of most of us thinking. So it's like a death thing. It's a void. uh, So it's like the product ending. And since they introduced the seven-year warranty, Kaya Cars 
global market share doubled from 1.5 to 3.5. Their customers are some of the most loyal in the industry, and they put the the seven-year warranty above every other facet of the product offering. Essentially, they built an ending which changed the whole relationship with their product. Um, another example from a, a big, um, more digital sort of example, maybe, is um, I know a big sort of music company, uh, online music streaming company. They had a situation where they had a, a really difficult ending. So the customer, if you wanted to leave this service, you had to go through all of these things, and it was quite really ridiculous how you had to leave. And then they would ask you questions about why you left. People were so angry by the time they got to that point where they were being asked questions because the leaving experience was so bad that the questions they got were just really angry responses. And some people went in there and said, look, I think we're going to change this. And they um, changed it to a really simple leaving procedure and then uh, questions again. And what they got was incredibly rich data out of that of why people are leaving. Because if you make a horrible experience in the, in the offboarding experience, as it were, uh, people will be really angry about that and they will tarnish your the customer perception of the rest of the service. So you basically negated any good work you've done in the rest of the consumer lifecycle by creating a bad ending. If you create a good ending, it means that your company's honest about customers leaving and they're giving you a transparent way out and it's going to leave them with an honest sense of you and a and a good feeling about and a more I'd, I'd argue a more accurate uh, feeling about your brand because the brand equity you can damage and lose at the offboarding experience in the consumer life cycle it will be critical to your brand especially if you're going through many cycles yeah, like I can definitely see the psychological aspect to this. You know, when I cancel a subscription or a company or I, I, I no longer want to use, um, when I cancel, I'll get an email, you know, um, are, are you sure you want to leave or we will miss you, um, you know, hope to see you back. Uh, those are, are quite basic endings correct mm. so where what would be a difference if you can paint a picture of what your firm can do in that situation in a digital product so in the second book engineering book um i paint out a picture of all of these different mechanisms by which we um can improve customer experience at the offboarding so um i just do a couple of examples here so if you think I've got a, I've modelled um, eight different types of endings that the customer commonly experiences as they leave the consumer lifecycle. Uh, let me list those out for you right here. So, uh, sorry, that was time. It's okay. Take your time. Okay, cool. So think about this. So it's the timeout ending. If you go on a two-week holiday after two weeks it ends that's one type of ending so but that gets characterized in different sectors so you can for example have that in products which would be a sell by date or a warranty period and in digital one-year software subscriptions really common as well and then i can i'll quickly go through them all and we can chat about them all exhaustion or credit out um it's like battery empty etc task event completion this is in 
in services, that would be the delivery of a parcel. But in products, the task event completion is disposability. So a disposable cup, for example, mm-hmm. that has one job, one task. Once it's done, if that's over, broken and withdrawal, that's, um, you know, you can imagine that as things physically breaking. There's lingering ones. So these are ones which you forget about. You put at the back of the cupboard in the loft or in off-site storage. These are massive. And we often think that they, we've still got them, but really the relationship's over with. Um, proximity ending. So for example, I, I left the UK. I now live in Sweden. And once I left the UK, I moved out of the proximity of a load of services in the UK and I can't get access to them. But we also do proximity type endings when we leave a, uh, like Apple to Android. I leave all of the stuff I had on Android once I moved to Apple. Um, then we get cultural endings. Those are very sophisticated sort of nuance endings. Fashion is a really good example of that one. And we, but we also get those ones in a sort of political sense when you don't agree with the political direction of a brand or something. And um, lastly, but probably the most cliche one, is competition. That's the only one businesses like to talk about is the com- competition ending. And when you, when you start defining the characteristics of each ending, you can start to see value in them and meaning. So you can start to build and design around those different characteristics. And then you're going to start to improve your product off-boarding experience by just understanding the reason that people leave. And if you, you may even stop them leaving because you've built up a much better insight into why people leave. What are the stats on this, like compared to someone not having a, um, a what do you call it, an, an, an denier on the... Uh, Engineer, is that what you said? Engineer. Yeah, so I, so I do the after the book um, came out, I, I do lots of training anyway with businesses. Uh, you can go on the web. The website's called andend.co. Go on yeah. the website, see all of my um, clients. So I've worked with companies like Intuit, mm-hmm. uh, Spotify, Volkswagen, Electrolux, uh, all sorts of companies. And um, what I tend to do is. Um, I go into these places and I start to open up this whole area of discussion that the business is totally ignorant of. And because they're ignorant of it, they're not designing the best solutions for it. And what we're seeing now is, especially with concerns about the environment, is a lot of companies looking towards moving from product to service. So uh, previously you would have sold a big product, maybe like a car or a computer, and now we're moving towards service. And with service, you're going to have a lot more... um, ends uh, starting and stopping so people stop the service then come back to the service and so a lot of companies are trying to understand how they can maximize the experience around that and um so i offer online stuff so if you're a member of the public and you're really interested in this theme you can go to um come come to the website check out the engineering course there's a cohort course and that runs for four weeks um and that's a really deep dive session with lots of um, discussion about how we can improve consumer life cycles. And um, when I go into businesses, I usually do a half day, full day workshop around um, how to design for this stuff. The The other thing that happens is that I go into businesses and then help them build it in more, a more specific way. So the first phase that I often have when I engage with a company is just explain the theme. So that's usually a presentation. The second engagement will be basic training about the uh, mechanisms and the tools that I've developed for engineering. 
And the third one is usually about getting more specific with a particular product and guiding their team through uh, improving the end of that consumer product. Excellent. I know I I know that you work with some pretty big brands. Can you give an example of something that you have set up for one of these brands or if you can just share which brands you work with? I can't I can't give you a particular example because they're uh, most of them are like an NDA. But um I I think a good example actually and especially for your US listeners is um Intuit. I'm not doing any particulars here but you can imagine uh, Intuit owns TurboTax and a lot of tax products you can imagine what a meaningful ending any tax product is because it's the conclusion of a year so it's a really rich vibrant area for them to look into and if you've got a product that is about conclusion and ending and having some sort of rich meaningful offboarding experience then you need to think about endings and how they can really improve your product and uh, your long-term brand engagement. You know, on our show, we like to ask what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess I've always been quite good at seeing, I mean, some people would be called uh, golden rubbish or seeing a different view of the world. And I mean, to try and sell, just can you imagine, ask your listeners almost to imagine trying to sell endings and how difficult that is? I mean, you can go into any place and say, oh, I'm going to improve your sales for X, Y, and Z. But to improve the offboarding experience, that's, um, that's a pretty difficult ask. But um, I really believe in this issue. It's enormously important for sustainability and circular economy stuff. We've got to get better at endings. Well, uh, many of our approaches to the circular economy is buying better products, and that isn't going to wash. You know, we've got to make better endings. The reason plastic is in the sea isn't because of the material matter it's made out of. It's because we've had a bad ending, and somebody's throwing it in a place that it shouldn't be. And we've got to close down bad endings so we can capture materials like plastics into the more appropriate places they need to go. No, I definitely, uh, you are thinking outside the box because, you know, majority of us entrepreneurs are always looking at the, the beginning and, the, and yeah. the journey, right? We never really even, you know, wrap our head around the ending. Um, for me personally, this is, this is new. I haven't been um, across this. That's why I asked that question earlier. Um, it is great. Uh, innovation, great idea. And, you know, the emotional aspect of it, when someone is doing business with a company, they provide something that that hits them here, heart to heart, and ending yeah. is something they're, they're not going to forget. You know, they're going to remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The yeah. ending says everything about the engagement often. Yeah, no, no, it's great. Are you looking to 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 make this into something global? Um for the future? Yeah. So, I, I mean, the training is online. So I have people from all over the world join the training sessions um, from Australia to Sri Lanka to Pakistan to across the US to um, South America and, and all across Europe. And um, so it's a really amazing experience to meet all of those people, all yeah. who are working in different product spheres. But 
all of them really interested around the end of the consumer life cycle and endings generally. So we have incredible conversations. And um, the next, so the next uh, cohort starts in January, January, Friday, the 13th, if people want to join it, sign up, uh, go to the and end website, fill out the links to the um, sign up thing. And if you want a special promotion, I can give you um, a code later for this Shahid. And also, um, if you sign up to the and and the go onto the website and send up for the engineering newsletter, there's promotion codes in it, so you can get uh, cheaper access to the engineering course, yeah, and the, you can yeah. become an engineer. Engineer, I love this. This is awesome. So basically, once you once they become an engineer, do they actually provide this service to other companies, or is it just yeah, just so for their own I'm, business? <clears throat> Yeah, um, most of the time it's people who want to apply it in their own business. And okay. um, so sometimes I get agencies and um, will send a few company, uh, a few people to me and then they want to open that up as part of their agency. Um, but most of the time it's about being looking at your, your product that you've probably yeah. been working on for years mm. in a whole new way. It sort of so turns amazing. your whole world upside down. Um, yeah. If you check out the quotes on the um, page for the cohort, there's some, um, yeah, some really um, good quotes on there from people about how eye-opening it is. That's amazing, Joe. I can tell. And um, I'm grateful that I had the ability to interview you on the show here. Um, I love innovation. This is, I'm really excited when I, when I learn about these new ideas with, from guests like you. Um, continue this innovation. Um, you're definitely helping people and helping consumers, you know. Why not make it a, a nicer world? Um, oh, so I, I, Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks very much and delighted to uh, share the engineering theme with you. Thank you so much, Joe. And audience, thank you so much. And once again, appreciate you for joining us today. Uh, continue to share the episode. Get in touch with Joe. Check out his books that will be in the show notes. And Joe you know, mentioned that he's going to send us some kind of code. Uh, we'll definitely be adding that in the show notes. And uh, pick up this information. Check out his his program that's starting in June. Um, you know, uh, if it can help uh, your business and help people, definitely go for it. Didn't I say January? Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. hear? January. Yeah. Sorry. No problem. No problem. No problem cool. at all, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks a lot. Bye. No problem. Bye. Thank you.